0: Joan Hogan welcoming you to the Prairie Doc radio program. Rick Holm, our prairie doc, is in the studio now. He was delayed just a few minutes with a medical procedure that took more time than he had anticipated. Therefore, I'm ready now to introduce our prairie doc. He is a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Sanford School of Medicine. Dr. Homa, should I change your introduction? Uh, this has been on my mind. I have. You're a primary care physician with the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Does that remain true? Or should I say a former <sighs> primary care physician? How should we put that? Well,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm still doing nursing home care. Okay. So I am practicing medicine in that regard. Mm-hmm. I just I'm still doing colonoscopies. So I'm practicing medicine in that regard. And I will start my uh, research project coming up uh, in the next uh, weeks, Uh, and that will involve uh, patient education Uh, and group therapy. So you're a physician
0: with the Avera Medical Group, Brookings. Are you still a clinical professor? Yes. Or you're still a clinical professor, and thirdly, you are a researcher.
1: Yeah, in conjunction with uh, SDSU.
0: Oh my goodness, that, that gets you with the two universities and the second largest medical center. Okay, is that all you do in your pastime?
1: Right, well, I'm on the radio
0: we know every that. once in a while. We know that, we're <laughs> glad to have you here. I, I'm sure your mind is just flying because you had to get over here. Is there a subject you wanted to cover today?
1: Or We don't have any show for tomorrow night we because we're being bumped the by Democratic the Democratic Convention.
0: Convention. They haven't been quite as upset as the Republicans were
1: no they've, they've, they they um, <laughs> they a little
0: bit more positive but I
1: listened to bill clinton last night he he really has the magic words you know he's mr S- smooth and and a powerful story it was you know interesting, but uh we don't want to talk politics we want to talk no, medicine. we don't.
0: And you know, uh, we always appreciate the calls coming in. If you have a medical question for Dr. Holm, give us a call at 692-1430. Before you got here, Dr. Holm, we did have one or two calls, so I'm gonna get to the first one. And the first one has to do about taking the meds. Uh, The person said, I know when prescribed an antibiotic, it's important to take the entire prescription, take every pill. However, what about anti-inflammatories? I've had a swollen knee, it's fine now, but I still have about eight days left of pills. Can I quit? They're hard on my stomach, even with Pepsi. That's the question.
1: Right, and the answer is, uh, if they're hard on your stomach, I am very worried about uh, using them in those cases. And so I, you know, the anti-inflammatories people prescribe primarily for pain. Uh, you know, ibuprofen for joint pain, uh, or naproxen, or Advil or Aleve. Those are the two. Uh, brand names that are most popular, and there are other v- versions of those. Mobic or Meloxicam is a version. Uh, uh, we we used to have a whole slew of those anti-inflammatories. Now we're down to ibuprofen and uh, and naproxen mostly, and Meloxicam, and there and um, Celebrex is one, but it isn't quite as hard on the stomach, um, and um, so. Those are drugs that are powerful and they're effective, and they turn off inflammation, uh, but they burn holes in people's stomachs. They raise blood pressure, and the way I prefer people using ibuprofen and um, or uh,
0: uh, meloxicam or
1: or any of those all right. is as needed. If you don't need it, don't take it. And if it's upsetting your stomach, definitely really don't, don't take, take it. it.
0: Okay. Well, that that yeah. really answers. That so question. what can I
1: do for the pain? Is her, is, the, is the answer? And the answer is, uh, if you're if you're getting by without without them, that's great. Uh, it isn't like an antibiotic that you have to take until you're done. Uh, you you know, there's a certain amount of an anti inflammation that the the surgeons may want you to have, but I can tell you, it's not an urgent deal, and it, you don't make a huge difference. They used to think that if you turned off the inflammatory process. Then our ar- osteoarthritis would not occur, and the answer is doesn't work. It doesn't. It doesn't change the process. It just primarily helps you with pain. Uh, so that's that's the long and the short. So of that what
0: one. did you s- you started to say? So then, what do you do for pain? You well, I mean, re- if
1: you have stomach trouble uh, and you feel like you need something for pain, then I like to go to Tylenol, and I think or acetaminophen is the generic version of, of Tylenol. Of tylenol and I like, tylenol I like. is easier
0: on your stomach then.
1: Much easier on your stomach it um, it has its side effects too and so it can cause kidney problems it can cause liver problems it ca- that you can have headaches from cr- and and chronic pain from it I used to think it you know it didn't do any of that it does do that it causes uh, long-term pain and the pain medicines sometimes are the cause of the long-term pain so You've got, I, you know, I used to, uh, I've changed my mind on a lot of those things. Um, For a
0: while, you really did push, years back, you pushed Tylenol saying that it didn't harm. But now you're finding there's, I guess any med you take will have side effects. You know,
1: when um, uh, Dr. Miles, Carol Miles, the neurologist who is a headache specialist, actually. I mean, she's really kind of centered her business around headaches, um, uh, Was on, has been on my show uh, uh each year for the last 2 years and uh yeah every time it's one of those wow i didn't know that i wow i didn't realize that um to me it was a the
0: but she specializes in it so she certainly
1: I experienced she
0: many s- of these symptoms she sees
1: rebound pain from tylenol more than she sees it from um, Aleve, leave uh, 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 ibuprofen and naproxen and so uh you know that's interesting to me i did not know that i thought that tylenol was you know really quite safe it is quite safe but none of this stuff is safe if you're using it all the time uh, for pain pain medicines all the time uh, tough Uh, i've got friends who have just had surgery or going to be going to surgery uh, needs uh, some relief so um, she or he can sleep uh, uh, needs uh, pain medicine. I, he, he, and she, he or she, doesn't usually use those meds. Um, I'm reluctant to give it to him or her. And so the the point I'm making is that these, it's they're they're dangerous, uh, particularly because once you get on them, when you stop them, you have rebound problems, um, and you have them from even from Tylenol. So uh, my point. I like to use. Uh, pain medicines, uh, reluctantly, uh, conservatively. Uh, in my own case, I try not to use them. I used to say, "Oh well, I'm going to go to bed, and I, you know, I exercised heavily today. i just take an ibuprofen, and you know, I'll sleep better." Well, um, don't do that. I mean, you don't. You you weren't made to have pills in your belly, so. Uh, Be nice to your
0: stomach and stop taking them.
1: Right. Now, if you have hypertension or if you've got heart disease or, you know, that's another story. You've been prescribed a medicine that's a long-term thing. Okay. So don't go stop in your regular prescription medicines unless you've talked with your doctor about it. But anti-inflammatories and Tylenol and pain medicines with narcotics in particular, um, be conservative. You
0: don't want to get hooked. Okay. Well, we're going to take our second break. We'll be back right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We have Dr. Rick Holm here, ready to answer your questions of a medical nature. Just had an interesting discussion on pain okay. meds. We had a call come in. Do you want to talk about that call, Dr. Holm? It's from
1: st- Steve. Steve. He said, do I still go sailing on Wednesday nights? And the answer is yes.
0: Okay. <laughs> that wasn't really a medical question unless Steve Listen just to needed the doctor. To okay, Steve, I yeah. got the answer for you. Yeah, All no,
1: right. I, am, I will be... Um, I'm going to go to Norman Gamble's memorial service this evening. And uh, You know, I
0: went last week. Did you? The <laughs> place was locked. <laughs> well, we we read it quickly in the paper. It said Wednesday and it was this Wednesday, not yes. last Wednesday, so we will go tonight. I'm
1: bringing my sunglasses.
0: Your sunglasses?
1: See, when he had his retirement party, yes. he was wearing sunglasses. Oh, okay. And he said, you know, at the time he said, "Anytime you're retiring, or at your funeral you should wear sunglasses you know he had a new pair of sunglasses and he was looking
0: cool he wanted (laughs) to be cool you know he for those who don't did not know norm gamble he died about two weeks ago and there's a memorial service for him tonight he came into stsu as head of the art department and he really did a lot of good for that art department. He was a fine man, loved art, loved the students. I think he just did a great job.
1: I, I totally agree. Yeah, and, and I he think he
0: was a good friend of yours, wasn't a he? a
1: dear friend of mine.
0: Yeah, well, we'll we yes. will see each other. I'll be there the right week now.
1: Okay, <laughs> but good. <That's laughs> but
0: good. Ed and I went last <laughs> week, and I actually had to call the funeral home and say, did they move the venue? He said, no, Joan, it's next week. So <laughs> so we will be there this week. Oh. But. We, did, we didn't want to miss it.
1: Well, you know, um, uh, all of this uh, stuff about dying is a, an automatic reaction that we have in our society is, oh, it's awful. You know, it's terrible. It's such a tragedy thing. It is a tragedy when it's premature. But when you're an older person and you've, you've gone through a good life and had good things, it's really a time to celebrate if it's the time you, you and we just don't want you to be dragged through suffering that's what we we don't want to have happen and none of us want that suffering we'd like to go out um, with some class and you know he what? did he you know he the did. week before he died I was over at the nursing home I wasn't in seeing him but he said Rick I got to talk to you so he dragged me off to the side and it was a about an hour conversation with him and and um, because uh, although his kidneys had been failing and he had been worrying about his kidneys for a long time, um, this was about his book. He wanted to get that book done. And um, he wanted to to get it printed. And then he started talking about somebody to review his words and get a professional to review how he's written things. Because he, um, even though he was a very smart and an excellent writer, He wanted a professional to review his notes and redo the English and make it just exactly right. And uh, we called a lady from Syracuse. I couldn't believe it. I found her telephone number on the computer, White Pages. You know, you go to White Pages and it'll find a name. It's an app. And uh, she answered the phone. And the two of them had a half an hour conversation on my phone (laughs) about his book. And uh, it, was, uh, it was very interesting, and I'll give you one comment. Um, this is, I'm gonna say this tonight, so if you're going to the, mem- close your ears if you're going to the memorial, okay. But his, um, she said, oh my God, you're in a nursing home. Norman, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. He, his answer was, no, it's not, it's not awful, it's very nice. I need to be here. They're very kind to me. This is where I need to be. I mean, you know, I I think to myself, how many people uh, say, and I never want to die in a nursing home, you know, and the answer is five-star hotel. Are you sure you wouldn't (laughs) want to be there when you really need some people to help you? Um, Here's the other option. You have your your family uh, helping you, except, you know, now they're, you know, they're helping you in ways that you really wouldn't want your family to be doing. And then you're dependent on them and they're kind of angry because they have to be helping you instead of you know going to the lake to go sailing or whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing and um,
0: nursing homes are can be a very positive thing it's a wonderful we're fortunate in this community to have good nursing homes that's the drawback you do hear the ugly stories of nursing homes that don't care for their patients but in brookings every nursing home is just they do a wonderful job i
1: can speak for Arlington and I can speak for Esteline. Those nursing homes are fabulous nursing homes as well. So we are and I can speak for D. Smet. You know we are surrounded by you know people who are caregiver by nature. You know that's part of this whole South Dakota character. Uh, and so uh, uh, those are wonderful places. And you know I've, I've watched people come from Brookings to Arlington, and Arlington to Brookings, and I, I don't uh, practice at Esteline, but I'm the medical director at Arlington. I'm honored to be the medical director there. They do wonderfully. Uh, our middle son is is uh, is a nurse at the the neighborhoods in at Brookview here at night. Does a night shift. Um, uh, my uh, my in-laws uh, lived in the uh, ULC. And my mom uh, was at um, Brookview Manor before, uh, it, you know. So I've got true experience in all of these places. And I have to say, uh, these are great places. And the people Excellent who care. live there, it isn't, oh gosh, Norman, oh, it's so sorry. I didn't know. It. Just, it's just terrible. No. Um, he said, that's, it's the a place good for place. me. It's good. I need to be here.
0: Okay. Well, we need to take our final break. We'll be back right after these words. Welcome back to Prairie Deck Radio. We're happy to have you here. Uh, we're glad to be here, too. It's just a beautiful summer day, and we're talking about death and dying, which is okay because it's part of living. You, you know, know. Have you, die? you talked about uh, You know, people get sad going to uh, funerals or wakes. I grew up on the west side of Chicago where my mother morning paper was the death notices. She read them every morning. If the person had an Irish last name... I would be with her at the Irish wake. She had, if she wasn't sure who it was, she'd call my Aunt Lil and say, Lil, (laughs) do do you, yeah, I read it, Mary. Guess what? That is Mabel's sister's uncle's son. (laughs) We have to be there. So we would, uh, and my my dad was not going to attend all these wakes with her, and she just would drag either my sister or I. So I went to many (laughs) Irish wakes. They were all celebrations of life. I even went to wakes and homes that's really? a lot of years ago but in the 50s where the cat they still was had the, the, the casket was in the home and the beer was in the kitchen and i mean you, i was too young at the time to but enjoy they had the beer, beer in, the, in the kitchen oh well, and yeah you, the casket was, was in the living room or in the hallway and uh, most of them were in funeral homes but there were still some in the home and they were celebrating the life of the person who died so i've always had a positive attitude towards going to really, wakes or funerals because you know, you're celebrating a life.
1: I think the Indian uh, culture, uh, the South Dakota Indian culture, uh, also has that same thing. You know, that's very interesting. They did studies about who respects the elderly in the in the world. And the Chinese and the American Indians hold uh, the uh, elderly uh, up and uh, respect and Treats them with respect and nobility. Uh, much better than the rest of us. Maybe the Irish. Maybe. But they also have the same kind of, you know, it's a good day to die. Uh, you know, it's not, I'm afraid of it, I'm afraid of it. No, this is a great day. It's a great day to die. Beautiful day. Yeah. And um, and so I think we panic about this. I mean, get. O- we need to get over it. Uh, it the, you know, the fact is, we will all get there. It's not... You know, it may be the end of the earth for you, but it isn't the end of the earth. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, uh, what we need to realize is that uh, that day will come. And so while we're here, we should have a good time and enjoy it and celebrate it. Uh, you try to do that, Bob. I try to do that.
0: Enjoy every day. Uh, You know, while you're talking, I'm trying to come up with a name. Another gentleman who just died, he taught death and dying with my husband. You know the name?
1: Charles Blasey.
0: Blasey. Chuck Blasey. And my husband, Ed, every summer for a number of years taught a course at South Dakota State on death, de- death and dying. And the present doctor, Dr. Holm, would come in and give a lecture. They loved Dr. Holmes' comments on death and dying. It, they, it was just really positive.
1: Uh, well, they, Ed and
0: Chuck, that was their favorite class. The two of them absolutely uh, loved teaching that in the summer. They loved
1: that class. I could tell it was a small seminar. There was probably six or eight people in the room. And almost every summer, I'd be invited to be a guest lecturer. And I'd come in, and we would talk about... Uh, they would just... It was really an open-ended deal. I would kind of... The first time, I was kind of prepared. The <laughs> second time, I... And then you realized... I, you didn't know where the students were going Where the conversation go. was going, right. And uh, it was a wonderful deal. It was... Um, uh, you know, Dr. Blasey was... Uh, uh, his... His whole story was health, and uh, Dr. Hogan, his whole thing was geography. And I said, now, what what does geography have to do with death and dying? And he said, well, you know, cemeteries. We design (laughs) cemeteries. I think they just... Just they funny. pulled it. They stretched it so the two yeah. of them could do a death. And well, he also
0: first. had a doctorate in sociology. A lot of people don't oh, know that. right, really? well, yeah. So his doctorate was sociology and geography, but he preferred geography. He gave all credit to geography, but I think the sociology gave him the background for, for doing it. But he would correct me on that. It was all geography. Yeah. Because his life is all <laughs> geography. But basically, he and Chuck just put this course together and loved it. So it's a positive thing if you're facing losing a parent a grandparent a husband a wife rejoice rejoice at their life that they lived yes, right
1: that's it right. that's
0: it well we're just running out of time we hope you we haven't brought you down we tried to bring you up with yes. this program and we hope you've enjoyed this prairie doc program and we'll listen again for prairie doc brought to you by the vera medical group brookings as always you can hear and see more from dr holm online at prairiedoc.org. thank you for joining us today and thank you dr holm
1: Thank you, Joan Hogan, and and Bob, and you know, uh, we need to we need to realize that uh, 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 that this is a beautiful day. That summer is uh, is here. Let's savor this day to its ultimate, and stay healthy out there, people.